0: This is Entheogen, talk about tools for generating the divine within. Find the notes and links for this and other episodes at entheogenshow.com. Sign up to receive an email when we release a new episode. Follow us at Entheogen Show on Twitter and like Entheogen Show on Facebook. So today is January 24th, 2016, and we have for you a microdose of Alex and Allison Gray. We'll begin with a quote from the New York Times. Alex Gray's art, with its New Age symbolism and medical illustration finesse, might be described as psychedelic realism, a kind of clinical approach to cosmic consciousness. In it, the human figure is rendered transparently with X-ray or CAT scan eyes, the way Aldous Huxley saw a leaf when he was on mescaline. Every bone, organ, and vein is detailed in refugent color. Objects in space are knitted together in dense, decorative, linear webs basically it's really psychedelic
1: (laughs) super psychedelic and it's so uh, like anybody i feel like if anybody doesn't know alex gray by name per se a lot more people have seen his art than they realize and so when i when i've asked people and then i show them there, they're like oh yeah of course i've seen that because it's so his aesthetic is so powerful and so obviously psychedelic um
2: sure and it's also it's also uh i would say startling to a lot of people who who uh, I've never seen it before. I mean, I've been in the presence of people seeing uh, some of his work for the first time, and it's absolutely shocking. And uh, it's and it's kind of funny because I had the same reaction the first time I saw uh, his paintings. Obviously, until you come to the conclusion, it's like, oh yeah, it's kind of what we look like on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's very
0: visceral in in, in a literal sure. sense, you know, the, there's that like, um, I mean, he paints the viscera, you know, so it's it's clearly a visceral um, experience to kind of like see one's organs, you know, uh, laid out life size in, in front of you when you stand in front of one of the sacred mirrors, for example. Um, but then there's the aspect where you can see the, you know, you, you kind of make your way to um, the the sort of like, you know, second half of the that series and you see the psychic energy system, for example, and I think I think it does have just as powerful an effect, almost a visceral effect to see the way maybe some of these um, sort of like uh, more ephemeral systems you know um, mm-hmm. laid out in front of you and, and you and you think and it kind of resonates in in some weird way it's like yeah that's that kind of seems like that's the way that works that's maybe how this line of energy is directed you know it kind of seems very um very, very truthful and, and
1: lifelike. Uh, yeah. We've, we've talked about, uh, before about having a psychedelic experience and how um, it can be ineffable. You know, it's, it's hard to figure out how to articulate uh, in a meaningful way what happened or what it means to you. And his art often visually, very specifically and powerfully kind of communicates that to me. And I think at, in particular, like what Kev was saying before, when people see his art for the first time, in particular, I think if anybody's had a psychedelic experience of any kind, and then they see Alex Gray's art for the first time. It just like starts tripping fo- balls again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a forehead slap. Like, holy shit, he gets it. Like, yeah. How did he paint that?
0: Well, there's also like, that like weird like remembrance, too. It's like you see this stuff. You see, you see these images. Um, like I'm thinking of some of the like uh, pieces inspired by, you know, ayahuasca visions and stuff like that and you see that work and you think like, I remember this somehow, like it's a very iconic looking thing, you know, you, and, and part of that may be that, like you said, a lot of people have seen it, um, you know, seen the paintings without actually knowing who it was. Um, but there's also a memory of having had these visions, you know, oneself. And I think that's a really interesting effect with his work. And I remember the first time, um, seeing the sacred mirrors in person uh, when the chapel of sacred mirrors opened in Chelsea in New York city. Um, And I sort of like stood, you know, as you do and one by one in front of each of them and made my way around the room. And I got to the psychic energy system and I kind of just stood there in front of it. And that's the first kind of real psychedelic looking uh, piece. And you kind of just, I sort of looked at each chakra like one by one, starting at the base and working my way up. And I remember when I looked at the pineal gland, the third eye chakra I actually felt it in the brain mm. like I had this really unexpected sort of like little twitch inside my brain and I was like whoa that's that's powerful
1: <laughs> tiny little squeegeeing.
0: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's definitely the I would say the reaction you know we were saying before his uh, his painting of, of muscles and nerves and, and just kind of all the all the viscera of the the body for me that was really powerful to beginning because I think I, I've always been kind of squeamish about those kind of things. I don't like blood. I didn't like, you know, I just there's a lot of things I just didn't want to think about in the world, you know, and uh, seeing his paintings was shocking at the beginning. And then as I, I had kind of like more contact with them, it is almost like, uh, uh, I don't know, it, was, it started to feel like, like what a tremendous uh, message it was sending and, and just sort of bringing you back to the reality of, of yourself, you know, and it's, um, I think one of the brilliant parts of his artwork is kind of bring people back to their true nature, which is, you know, something that the, the, the entheogen itself is, uh, you know, I guess used for just, uh, just seeing the, the viscera and being able to be comfortable with it, uh, was a big was a big step for me because it's something I didn't want to think about. It made me I don't know grossed out most of my young part of my life.
1: If if I remember correctly, I'll, I'll, like his detail of you know the inner workings of the human body came after a time early in his life when he was there for autopsies. Like he was actually you, you know looking at you know it wasn't like looking at X rays or looking at pictures in books, but you know what kind of fed his art was this you know it real life observation of what the body looks like on the inside i don't i don't know how that relates to his you know what he was studying or what he was doing professionally but i remember that from the a, a book of his called uh transfigurations which i uh, i bought when i first saw his art um or at least saw his art knowing it was his art Uh, at the chapel of sacred mirrors when it was in chelsea and joe do you know when it when it opened because i think i was there around 2006 2007
0: yeah i Um, think they opened like late 2004 i want to say like september 2004
1: okay um so i was living in new york at the time and um uh, you, you know a friend of mine was like let's check out you know this art gallery in chelsea and we went in and I immediately resonated with me cause I'd know I'd seen his art somewhere before, but I didn't know where. And I think later I discovered it was on a, an album um, or two that I'd seen where, you know, and, and then seen it at a music festival represented, you know, or seen it, you know, on per- people's cars or just all over the place. Um, and then going to the art gallery was just magnificent. You know, it was incredible and, um, and then seeing the, the the sacred mirrors, and I bought that book then, and it was kind of it, it was cool to learn about the history of him as a person, and as an artist. Like they they have some images of things he created when he was a teenager or even younger, and it seemed apparent that from from a very early age he was he was you know a genius, like really gifted in ter- in terms of his art. And one thing the book laid out is how he his whole imagery and kind of tone with his art it was pretty dark like when he was young and it, it was um, you know sometime into his early adulthood or that he, he just sort of you know became, like colors were introduced and the, the, the mood of his art like took on a way more optimistic uh, inspirational illuminating um,
0: turn yeah, I think it was it probably coinciding with his relationship with Allison, um, you know, and, and they've often talked about uh, the when they sort of got together, you know, it was like a series of, of coincidences and, you know, a little, little bit serendipitous. Um, and I think uh, Allison was having a party and a professor of theirs had uh, given, you know, offered offered up a, a dose of LSD, something like that. It was Alex's first trip and, and he, you know, sort of fell in love with Allison. They fell in love and... Um, And I, I, you know, they they've journeyed together and they've I guess um, one of these early uh, early experiences that they shared uh, with, you know, sort of doing the the traditional, um, you know, like deep journeying work where they're sort of laying side by side in a bed. Uh, blindfolded uh, on a, you know, probably fairly high dose of LSD, they described, you know, basically seeing the same vision, which um, Allison painted as I think it was like the jeweled Netavindra, uh, one of her paintings, um, and Alex painted as the universal mind lattice, which is one of the sacred mirrors, and um, they both had the same vision as they described it, and they painted it in sort of two different ways, but it seems like kind of right around that time when they got together is when. Alex's work specifically you know sort of turned more toward the light more toward the you know as you described it colorful and and uh super trippy uh stuff that it is now
2: yeah that's what I meant before too about him him and his artwork kind of bringing bring people back to their their true nature it seems like uh there's you know one thing I've heard him say time and time again in, in interviews is that uh when he when he had these first experiences, uh, he just he was blown away by um, the what he saw as the human capacity to uh, to love and to and to do acts of kindness, and uh, and I think you know that's probably very evident in all of his artwork. There is that kind of uh, optimism, as you said before, but behind it.
0: Absolutely, um, yeah, and it has that effect I, you know I often um, think about like when I first started listening to the Beatles you know and and like just kind of going through some of their albums and stuff and then and like how many of the songs I already knew, and I actually didn 't even know it was their work you know and, and it 's like one of those things where you just yeah. discover like how prolific some you know, an artist is. A group of artists and it's like man this is everywhere like I've heard this since I, I was you know since I can as far back as I can remember in in car commercials and you know and and all over the place and it's almost the same kind of thing with with Alex's work. Um you know you like you said earlier Brad like you there's album covers that you've probably seen and you didn't even know it was his work. Yeah, um yeah. I mean the most famously he's he's of course worked with you know my favorite band in the world Tool um and but he's also worked with Nirvana not a lot of people like remember i think it was on the inside of in utero um he he has uh he has a piece there and i mean that was i certainly remember that album from way before i knew you know who alex gray was um but he's incredibly prolific and his art is just everywhere and so if you didn't think you knew alex gray you you probably already know his work and you should kind of just dive well, off the deep end with it,
2: and f- and forget about where you can you know see it physically. I mean, how many times uh, I don't know. At least in my own personal experience, I've had a number of um, experiences with uh, with my girlfriend that I can only describe as Alex Gray moments. You know, <laughs> 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 and they're you know that's the, that's literally that's the best way I can find to describe them. It's that there's a. Uh, there's something happening in a in a psycho emotional spiritual realm that uh, the only thing I've seen that even compares to it are things that I've seen in Alex Gray paintings. Absolutely. And if his art weren't enough of a legacy, I think kind of the 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 real brilliant legacy is his work with with Allison and creating Cosm, and and what they're trying to do there, and and you know what that's going to mean for future generations.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, so Cosm is the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors. Uh, right now, it resides in Wappingers Falls, New York, upstate New York. It's like an hour from Manhattan. If you ever get into the city, just, uh, you know, you, you, can, you can get there uh, uh, from Grand Central. It's like an hour north up the Hudson Line. Um, and definitely well worth the visit. I mean, you can see this stuff, uh, you know, life size. Um, and it's just, a, it's a beautiful experience. I mean, it's not only about... You know, the art that they create, it's really about the community that they create. Um, well, and the sanctuary
2: itself. I mean, the place is, uh, the grounds are beautiful. It's an extremely relaxing place to, you know, if you want to even rent a room or whatever and stay stay for a night or two. I think it's just a, just a very, like, peaceful, beautiful place to spend a couple of days. Actually, it's so peaceful and beautiful that Joe got married there. That's true. That's
0: exactly <laughs> right. I highly recommend it. They do, yeah, they, they do weddings. Um, they do bar mitzvahs. No, I'm just joking. Um, but they they do, probably. Um, and uh, they, uh, they right off the website, I'll just tell you the mission of the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors Cosm is to build an enduring sanctuary. Sanctuary of visionary art to inspire every pilgrim's creative path and embody the values of love and perennial wisdom, and it's a, you know obviously a very refined kind of statement from them. I think that that's exactly what they're what they're up to, um, and you sort of do have to visit it to really get that feeling. But it's just a, a beautiful, not only visually, but just in a it, it's beautiful in a uh, in a feeling way.
2: That is a very good way to put it because I think uh, I tend to be very very cautious at the beginning when i approach new things and particularly new groups and i have to say that when i was going there for the first time i did have a fear that i was going to a cult or to visit some sort of uh, cult cultish place so that i was going to feel a little bit you know out of the loop and until i drank the fruit punch and uh and you know, or there was going to be like a David Koresh Waco feeling to everything. And I can tell you sincerely that there's none of that. And it's a place where you uh, feel extremely comfortable. And there's no doctrine and no dogma. And it's just uh, a place where you can freely pass through and, and uh, be yourself. One of us.
1: One <laughs> of us.
0: We highly encourage listeners to check it out. Cosm.org is where you can find out more about renting rooms, visiting Cosm. They have full moon ceremonies every month. Uh, They have awesome events there on a regular basis and some pretty great parties. So check out Cosm.org.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, getting back to the point of, I don't know, I, I had a very interesting evolution with uh, that with Alex Gray because I I you know I, I went uh, w- I, with Joe in the beginning to uh, to to see the gallery and uh, when it was in New York City and uh, like I said the paintings were a little bit startling to me in the beginning it took me kind of a long time to come around uh, Alex was always there he was a person you'd you'd see he'd be talking to people. But, you know, I was a young guy. I'm a little bit out of my element. Stoned and, and,
0: hippie, you know, just call it like, yeah. call it like a <laughs> just a stoned
2: hippie. Didn't know exactly how to, how to take things and, you know, and uh, definitely didn't think about approaching him in any way because I didn't have anything to say at that particular time. But um, it's been fascinating um, kind of cyclically coming back to Alex Gray as you progress yourself and – Every time you come back, uh, th- everything's just so much more meaningful, and uh, especially the things he has to say. I think he's uh, he's a great person to listen to, and again, he does no proselytizing and no uh, no convincing. I think he just speaks very articulately about uh, things that are very hard to to speak about and things that are very important. So it's kind of like I don't know. It's kind of like you're you know hanging out with this guy for like a few years, and then you're like. Like, holy shit that's Michelangelo like he painted the fucking Sistine Chapel you know it's, it's, but you didn't know you know it, it took you years to figure it out
0: yeah it, exactly um, you know to that point um, I remember uh, looking looking at a signed um, album cover uh, just speaking of tool again it was the uh, lateralis uh, vinyl And it was like autographed by the band uh, as a gift for Alex and it will be exhibited at some point as part of like the tool shrine they're putting together at Cosm. Uh, But this, this piece had a quote from, from Adam Jones on it. And it said something like Alex Gray, a modern master. And I realized, you know, we, (laughs) this is such an honor to be able to like, just, just, you know, talk to, talk to someone, just get their perspective. This is someone whose art will be appreciated for, generations to come you know many years to come uh and whose legacy as you mentioned earlier kevin will be in the chapel of sacred mirrors but alex is there and allison are there now and you can go and visit them and it is just kind of amazing to to just be able to have that uh you know have a conversation with with someone who who makes such amazing art you know and just transform so many people's lives it's it's incredible
2: yeah, and the two of them are so approachable, and at any moment in any event, you can easily approach either one of them and get into a great, uh, meaningful conversation, and and for long periods of time. I mean, they're they're there to to chat, and I think their whole attitude and uh, their character is just a great testament to what uh, the whole kind of community is about, and and especially just that personability and the lack of. Uh, there 's no ego at all on their on their part, and I think it just uh, it just makes you feel very comfortable very quickly
0: definitely yeah, absolutely um, so speaking of talking with uh, with Alex, we are highly looking forward to um, the interviewing Alex Gray in the near future for for an episode of entheogen. so stay tuned for that. Um, if you have any questions that you 'd like to uh, have us pose to alex you 're welcome to email info at entheogenshow dot com um, in fact, if you want to have the chance of hearing your voice on the show, uh, just, you know, open up that voice memo app on your iPhone and uh, record a quick voice, you know, question of a, a voice note for us and email it off to info at entheogenshow.com. And, uh, you know, we're going to look through those and we may, we may uh, play it on the air. So if you have any questions for Alex and Allison, uh, you have any comments about their work, about Cosm, uh, just send that over to us. and we'd, we'd love to share that on the air with Alex and Allison. Thank you.